Will you be able to? Okay, that's all I wanted to hear. Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. I am your host, Tom John, here with my co-host, Rob John. And we're here to talk about some fantasy football, more specifically the 12-pack, more specifically the playoffs within the 12-pack. Jack... You didn't make it. How are you doing? I mean, about as well as you could expect. Sure. How do you How do you think I'm doing? I would imagine you're not doing great. Um, and I know you're going to scream at me for this because I made the playoffs and I'm not feeling great. Um, so uh, I, I really, Jack, I've been in my head way too much the last few nights about this fantasy season as a whole and the mistakes I've made along the way. Um, so, but I am excited at the opportunity to pull off a miracle here in the playoffs. I will say that. I'm glad that I could fall on the sword for you. I wouldn't do it for most other people. Um, and especially with George having 500 grand on the line, it did not feel good throwing the matchup um i did i i gotta be honest i'm happy i did it for you but i didn't i've been struggling a little bit with that and and uh i haven't reached out to george and i don't plan on it but gosh i i hope he's not too deep in the hole from that i would imagine he didn't put everything in one basket uh i i I assume that's a, a rather small investment for him uh to be honest um but jake i suppose we start there because not only did George lose the bet, but his son didn't even make the playoffs while losing that bet, which was sort of the whole point of the bet was to hedge. But he, we threaded the needle, and now so, he. So George lost five hundred grand, and his son missed the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's brutal. Not what you expected, and tough for George. Uh, just reading a few comments. <laughs> How could a son do that to a father uh, is what one reader sent in. I don't know if you have a comment to that, Tommy. Well, to the son's credit, uh, he did everything he could. Um, It was actually my 
fault um, that he wow. missed out on the playoffs. Well, I that, needed that. Actually, makes sense because we. I just I'm seeing this comment from another reader. After all those years of walking his dogs, did you really need to stab him in the back, Tommy? Um, <laughs> any comments to that? Which do we have names attached to these comments? I, I'm wondering which reader uh, has that kind of intel on my p- past relationship with the Gallagher's. Yeah, that was uh, not Drew sixty nine sixty nine. Okay, so it definitely wasn't Drew, but it could be anyone then. Um, Probably someone in the league, you think? Yeah, I would have to think. It's got to be someone close to the situation, uh, for sure. Um, Does Truman know how to post? Does Truman know how to post on forums? Jesus, Jack. (laughs) Truman's no longer with us. (laughs) What about Gabby? (laughs) Gabby still is, and yes, she does know how to post. But okay, sorry. Truman, rest in peace, but Gabby, maybe it was Gabby. Could have been Gabby. Yeah, rest in peace, Truman. Uh, no dog was quite as majestic as he was. and uh, Except for Griswold. No, no dog took quite as big of poops as he did, <laughs> and he would always just do it in the most inconvenient locations, whether it be like in really tall grass or like a bush. Um, <laughs> Just base, and then it was. They were always just so messy, too. Like the tail end of them, were were just like it's just just sloppy. (laughs) Anyway, Jack, I think we're getting a little (laughs) sidetracked here. (laughs) Oh no, Tommy, that that's that's absolutely great. That brings us to our first sponsor of the episode, (laughs) Poop Claw. Are you sick of picking up your dog's poop with bags or with a bare hand? Introducing Poop Claw. It's got claw-like fingers, so it looks dangerous, but all it does is it picks up your dog's poop, and you can keep it in your pocket with the new pocket size, Poop Claw, available in three colors, brown, green, and yellow. Go today to poopclaw.com backslash let's talk for an 80% off discount on your first Poop Claw Today only, if you order six poop claws, they are giving away one free, completely free pocket size poop claw. So go there today, poopclaw.com backslash let's talk, enter in uh, the code and get poop out the door. Tommy, back to you. Jack, we left off with five teams battling for three playoff spots. It was you versus Drew. Anna, who was playing Dan, but he was not one of the five. And then me versus Greg. Um, Like I said, Drew took you down, had one of his best weeks of the year, 14,764. His team really showed up when he needed them. Jack, your team kind of did what it's been doing. Um, It was, just to be perfectly blunt, it was always a long shot that you were going to do anything in the playoffs, even if you made it. so I suppose I obviously it's super disappointing not to make the playoffs, um, and I know that, and I would be devastated if I was you. You're probably handling it better than I would. You've got a little more class than I do. Um, but Drew didn't make it because I got absolutely manhandled by Greg. Greg beat me by the largest margin of anyone this week, fourteen thousand five hundred eight, and he put that up with Lamar Jackson getting one hundred and sixteen points before exiting, like in the first quarter. Um, 
And then I only put up 8,680. Jack, my team, I've lost six in a row. And I'm some, I somehow found myself as the eight seed at six and eight. Um, and then Anna took care of business against Dan. Um, she got herself to seven and seven, grabbed the six seed, and uh, uh, she put up a nice 13,294. Hopkins was back. Murray was back. Our team was looking healthy, and uh, she put up a good week. So Anna, Greg, and me rounded out that top eight. You and Drew, unfortunately, both missed, even though Drew took care of business. Really unfortunate for him. Uh, great season from both of you. Uh, Jack, do you have anything to say about your matchup with Drew or the other matchups or anything about your season in general? I mean, I fought valiantly. I clawed my way back to 500, back to above 500, and I just ended in a tailspin, similar to you, but I wasn't able to survive the tailspin, just missing the playoffs. Uh, glad I'm top 10. I can I can hold my hat on that. Just a tough season. I mean, this the writing was on the wall. I, I predicted this pretty early on. Um, so I'm not shocked. I did get my hopes up, which I suppose is better than never having my hopes up at all. But who knows? That's a deep philosophical question. I'm on to next season. I'm, I'm going to be looking long and deep into my draft strategy. I will never pass up Cooper Cup again. And, uh, yeah, I mean... What are your last thoughts on on my team? And then similarly, on the other, for lack of a better term, losers, uh, any thoughts on the four teams missing the playoffs? Yeah, Jake, I just wanted to give you credit real quick. You talked about, I, and I, I, it reminded me that you, your season started horribly and you were, you were just down in the dumps. And it was, I mean, it was looking grim. But you fought, you made trades. Um, actually, a, one amazing trade that got you a top six running back on the year right now in James Conner. And then the the trade with Anna, it was a short-term trade. You knew that in the end, if George Kittle came back and was healthy, you might regret it long run. But it helped you in the immediate, uh, which was what you needed. You fought back. You gave yourself a shot at the playoffs. You weren't able to pull it out. But I commend you for fighting the, keeping up the fight. You know, it's it's it just you almost pulled it off, and it just goes to show you that no matter how bad the year starts, you can always turn it around. I mean, I started six and two, Jack. I ended six and eight. So like, it's all it's oh, for a lot of teams. It's usually a tale of two halves, and uh, you kept fighting. So, congrats on a well fought season. Congrats to Drew, our current reigning champion. You. You know, you drafted old guys, you started off hot, the old guys fell apart a little bit. Um, that was the joke at the beginning of the year, it ended up happening. Um, you probably, especially for that last week's performance, you probably deserved to be in the playoffs over me, um, but you were the odd one out this week, and uh, good season to you, and then to the other four Justin, congrats on your highest scoring week of the year in a week that didn't matter against Pete. Pete still took you down. He put up 15,500. You lost 14,000. And same to Scott. Scott's team didn't put up a good performance, Jack, but he took down the number two seed in our league, Kyle. So Scott goes out with a victory, albeit a low scoring one, 10,382 to Kyle's 10,278. 
Kyle had some bad luck. Dude, COVID, uh, a lot of COVID cases popping up. And he lost uh, Tyler Higbee right before game time um, because he t- had a false positive tested for COVID. Um, so that the four of you that, that sucks when it, to miss for a false positive. Yeah, yeah, there just wasn't enough time for him to get a, another test in before the game. And so, yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty poopy. Um, but to the four of you that missed out, thanks for another great season. Um, you all were so close to making it, you know. You had good seasons and just a couple minor hey, things away. I, from- I heard some giggles from the audience in the background, but no one was a one-win team or a two-win team or a three-win it's team. It's true. So- Just, Justin was horrible for a stretch, eight losses in a row, but his team fought back, and he ended up four and nine, I believe, right? So that's that's only two ge- – no, four and ten. That would have to be an even number because we played 14 weeks. Four and ten, you know? Four wins, only two games out of the playoffs, uh, you know? And in the end, decent, like, pretty respective. You and him both raised your um, averages in the the back half of the year. You're a lot closer to to the other teams. Um, But, yeah, I think Justin was just laughing because he does not believe I'm being sincere about the fact that his team almost made the playoffs. Sure. Um, which sure. is fair because I wasn't totally being sincere. <laughs> to be clear, uh, there was no sincerity <laughs> in what I was saying. So he nailed I do think, that, I mean, nailed for that the, read. Justin got eliminated early because of his eight-game losing streak. But besides him, everybody was fighting until the very end. Um, Scott got knocked out one week ago, uh, or I guess two weeks ago now, but one week before the playoffs um, started. So, Jack... That leaves us with eight teams left, and the playoffs start technically tomorrow. We're recording on a Wednesday night. Tomorrow will be Chiefs versus Chargers in L.A. Jack, are you going to the game? Uh, Tough. I had to give my season tickets up. Just had other things on the calendar uh, tomorrow. But, boy, would I love to be in that atmosphere. So uh, just to be especially courtside, the fact that my that my season tickets are courtside, <laughs> uh, pretty crazy. So you said you gave up your season tickets. Are you just meaning the one week, or did you like? Do you no longer have season tickets to the Chargers because you couldn't no, go to this just week's the one game? Week. No, okay. thank you for clarifying. Yeah, just I gave up my seats, which I own because I have season tickets. I gave yes, up my seats yes. to the game. Uh, my court side season tickets. Did you make a, were you able to make a profit? I know those Chargers games are, I mean, a lot, a yeah, lot of I LA mean, fans that are Charger fans. So, well, that's uh, ultimately they, why I ended up uh, deciding not to go. I was able to pay for the entire season ticket with uh, just tomorrow's game because it's court side. I was able to charge 20 grand for the seats <laughs> each. Wow. Any idea if it was a Chiefs fan or a Chargers fan? I know the, the Chiefs fans, uh, the, there's probably going to be quite a few traveling to the game as well. Yeah, it was actually Chiefs fan. Uh, actually, uh, uh, family members of the coaching staff. It's Andy Reid's son. Too soon? Wait, right. which one? <laughs> because you could go... Okay, oh. yeah. Yeah, no, not the dark one. Um, okay. Not, well, not they're both the, kind of dark, I think. Yeah, both are dark, but not, you know... The one that's... the darkest one? The, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, what are we Cheers doing here, that. Jack? Let's <laughs> we're, we're having fun. Love you, everyone out there. I'm still recording this podcast, even though I got thwomped and I'm out of the playoffs. So that's dedication. Uh, I want to re- also say that 
we broke a record in November, um, which is awesome. Our, uh, you know, the, the fan base is growing. We had more Patreon subscribers in November than we've ever had in a single month in our history. So we, we uh, really built up our Patreon numbers. And because of that, we're really excited to share that we are introducing a $500 a month elite Patreon membership for our VIP Let's Talk fellas and ladies out there. Go to letstalk.com or go to patreon.com backslash let's talk. Sign up now for a recurring monthly fee of $500 and join the most exclusive VIP club in all of fantasy football. Tommy, on to the playoffs. What's the first matchup? Man, Jack, we're going to start with the one that is most likely to go to the favorite here. We're going to start with the one versus eight matchup. Jack, that is, of course, Louie as the one seed. We knew he was going to be the one seed pretty much the whole season. Um, lost a few games late, but still ended 10-4. and four. He, heads, he heads into the playoffs, Jack, with averaging a total of 13.8 thousand points per week. Uh, obviously highest uh, in the league by a large margin. Um, nobody else, uh, I don't believe anybody else was in the 13,000s. I think Kyle was next highest, uh, just under 13,000, but the mobile version doesn't tell me that, so um, I can't confirm right now. Uh, Jack, he's facing me. I mentioned I've lost six in a row just had my worst week of the year, um, and I look over at Louie's roster, Jack, and I it becomes very hard to see a way in which Louie's team has a bad week. You know what, Jack, I got to just throw it out there. The trade, the Najee Harris trade, I got absolutely... And Justin, get ready to bleep this out. But I got yeah, so fucked. I got oh, fuck. okay. I got... <laughs> no, no, I can't allow that. I can't allow that. This is a podcast that we put out exclusively for children. I'm not going to allow that language. Jack, the trade has destroyed my season. The trade destroyed my season. Um, Did it? Whatever. Pay whatever off was in the short term. No, it didn't. Not even a little bit. Um, <laughs> Great. I got one week from the trade, which was good, right? The first week I faced Louie. Madison put up like 1,900, and then Mitchell put up like 1,500. So it was a great trade that week. I put up a good score, 13,500. Still lost to Louie. Last week was around against Greg, and Dalvin Cook, somehow 11 days after dislocating his shoulder, is able to come back on a short week. Thursday night game against the Steelers, Alexander Madison immediately unplayable. He goes straight to my bench. Dalvin Cook goes absolutely nuts. And I know Alexander Madison is not Dalvin Cook, but to see what Dalvin Cook did against that Steelers defense makes me think Alexander Madison would have had a more than fine game. Then, last week, well, I guess two weeks ago now, Mitchell got hit hard, looked like he might have had a concussion, finished the game, of course. Uh, Then on Monday was experiencing uh, concussion-like symptoms. He also has a knee problem, a knee issue, they're calling it, nothing specific. He missed last week. It's looking like he's going to miss this week as well. So so within like, like within less than a week of completing this trade, both running backs that I traded for 
completely useless to me. And Louis just gets the number four running back on the season, Najee Harris. So I, I, I it, you have to take chances sometimes. I felt like I had to take a chance, and I just got absolutely. I, I don't even know what the word is, Jack. I mean, talk to me here. I. Well, I, I don't really have many nice things to say, so I don't know how much you want my take. That's fair. Jack, let's make I this under- even worse for I, me. <laughs> but but let me give my take real quick. I, <laughs> I was shocked that you traded for Najee Harris. End of discussion. I mean, I, know, I get the, you know, you could say that about my trades. I was shocked you traded George Kittle, so hypocritical. But, but point being, it's just... Uh, that was your guy. That's your first round pick. You were sort of selling the farm at that point. I, th- I thought it was too much. I know nothing. It could have worked out. It didn't. So it's easy for me to say it was a bad idea from the start. Well, right. I mean, the whole idea of the trade gets completely destroyed <clears throat> because of the Mitchell injury. Like I knew the Alexander Madison part was a risk. And I knew, I thought I was going to get two weeks out of him. I, I, I knew there was a chance it was only two weeks. I never envisioned Dalvin Cook would be back like I said, 11 days after his injury. Um, the Mitchell being injured, I mean, it just derails, obviously, the whole um, the whole trade. And I get what you're saying. Like, yes, giving up Najee Harris, he's been just super, super consistent. He doesn't have crazy boom weeks, but he's just been so consistently solid um, that, yeah, it, it, it's hard to trade him, and it was hard for me to trade him. But I thought that Mitchell, I mean, it doesn't matter. I thought that Mitchell could be a fine replacement for Najee. I like Devontae Smith's upside. Uh, he's got good matchups. Yada, yada. I explained the idea of the trade. But anyway, it just it completely ruined everything for me. And now I'm facing Louie. He's got Najee Harris. I don't. I currently don't have a, run, a healthy running back, too, that I feel good about playing. My options on my bench are Mike Davis, DeErnest Johnson, and Malcolm Brown, who's just coming off of IR. So... I don't see how I pulled this off against Louis. I'll be that'll be just that's how I feel. I mean, I think that's how Vegas feels. Uh, I need uh, Mitchell to play. Underdog. If Mitchell plays, uh, I mean, (laughs) Yahoo does not agree that I'm a huge underdog. For the record, if Mitchell plays, um, Louis doesn't have his kicker in, but it'll probably be like a forty. They'll probably have me around a forty percent chance to beat Louis. Jack, what? So, what needs to go right? Let's assume Mitchell is out. What needs to happen on my side to pull this thing off? That's a big. It's a big question. I mean, you've got. I. I wish I knew, man. I wish I knew. It's not looking good for you, but I I was surprised to see that I picked you in this matchup this week <laughs> when we looked at the when we looked at the matchup sheets. You gave respect to Louie. He's the one seed, so you chose him. Um I went with you and, and there's a few reasons why. I, I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this pick, but you're telling me Taysom Hill against Dak Prescott, who am I gonna choose? Okay, you're Dak Prescott me... has been so bad three of the last <laughs> few weeks. Yeah, but you know, organizationally, 
I think Dak Prescott is overdue. He hasn't been so bad. He got 25-30 against look, the Raiders. I said three of the last four weeks. Look <laughs> at those three weeks. Yeah. That, was... that is bad. I think you need to – well, we're on the same page. You're not going to win this matchup unless Dak Prescott outscores Taysom Hill because Louie's probably going to run you dirty – at the running back position. Um, at the running back and tight end, Louie is absolutely going to eviscerate me. Because TJ Hawkinson probably isn't going to play. So then currently I'd be, I'd be starting Hunter Henry. I've got a few other flyer options I could take, but tight end position not looking good either. Avoid my pro advice, avoid Tyler Conklin. <laughs> yeah oh yeah you tried to stream a few things thursday jack uh last thursday it got you off to out. a really bad start didn't work out i was thinking hey shoot for the moon i'll get off to a great thursday start and have good karma heading into the weekend but it backfired i mean taylor's oldest time bad streams what else do i do i'm the worst streamer around yeah the cam newton play didn't work out either um, oh, but it but it did. He outscored Derek Carr. So. Oh yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, I have I have no problem with the Cam Newton play because I played him two weeks in a row and he was he was Cam Newton was not my problem. Jack, yeah, very true. Jack, let's look at Louis's team here real quick. You mentioned Taysom Hill. There's almost no way Taysom Hill has a bad game because of his rushing floor. Um, I mean, they could get absolutely manhandled by Tampa Bay, and I'd still be certain I, that Taysom Hill was going to reach 2,000. This might be recency bias, but I am down on the Saints right now. I, I say bench all Saints players. I saw a trailer yesterday for this new, this new <laughs> Netflix movie about Sean Payton's life, played by Kevin James. Kevin James. I, I thought I saw about that. I mean, so the, there's, an, there's an exact high up at Netflix that you know, Sean Payton, like, you know— kissed his wife or something because someone is out to get Sean Payton. He did not deserve Kevin James to, to star as him. What did he do to deserve that? Sean Payton. <laughs> Sean Payton does not look like Kevin James. And this is, I mean, no, we're a very inclusive podcast. I, the last thing I'm doing is fat shaming anyone, but I'm just saying, I mean, Sean Payton by a, by a generous talent director could have been played by, you know, uh, Brad Pitt. I mean, that's that's. You know, you know what's funny is that the, that's the first name I was going to go to as well. Well, it's because <laughs> I think he looks just as much as Brad Pitt as he does like Kevin James, which he doesn't look Sean, like well, either. I was of them. I was going to say Sean Payton looks like everyone the same amount as that he looks like Kevin James. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very Anyways, far off. So I'm down on All Saints players. I don't see Taysom Hill performing well with all the drama surrounding that trailer. Race. <laughs> um, okay, fair enough. Uh, He's got Justin Jefferson, Jack, who is wide receiver three on the year. Uh, Stephon Diggs has underperformed, but uh, he's still a target hog. And, Jack, Justin Jefferson without Adam Thielen uh, Monday night against Chicago, I mean, he's going to absolutely feast. He's going to see probably 10 to 15 targets. Um, Hollywood Brown, probably they're probably going to have to throw a lot. Hopefully Lamar can be healthy for, for that, for, uh, for Louie. Obviously, you'd like him to have a better game with, with Lamar at the helm. And then, Jack, his running backs. I mean, we talked about Najee Harris, number three running back on the year. Sorry, number four running back on the year. Jonathan Taylor, the number one running back, and it's not particularly close. He's been an absolute monster. Um, has not had a game under 1650. 1650 is as low since week four. 
or I guess since week three, was he got off to a bad start, and Jack, he just has lifted off and not come anywhere close to coming back down yet. Um, it's a bad matchup against New England. you got to figure they're going to look to stop the run. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And, and Robert Gronkowski, with Antonio Brown out, he's going to see a generous number of targets, probably at least six, probably more like eight to ten. Um, Louis flex, I guess, would be his weak spot. I got to destroy Louis at the flex position as well. And then, I mean, he's got Dallas has been an amazing defense this year. If he wanted to, he could play New England. I'm sure they're going to have a great week. Uh, and even Tampa Bay could have a great week as well. I need Miami to have a massive week, Jack, and I need Jake Elliott to have a massive week. I need to severely win the kicker in defensive position, I think. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're definitely looking. You're going to have to. Who's your special teams coach? <laughs> you're Because you're going to, you're right, you're going to have to show up. Uh, I mean, Jake Elliott, that's the guy you want. Philly boy. I mean, a leg as gold as the sky. It'll be interesting to see who Louis streams at the kicker position. Yeah, you know, Jake Elliott, is, he's been boom or bust this year. More boom lately, and I, I need a boom week. So I'm swinging for the fences. Jack, I, I, there's an outside chance, and I think I need it to happen to take down Louis. but you could see a world in which I win the wide receiver uh, battle. If you look at, if you're talking about Godwin, Lamb, and Claypool versus Jefferson, Diggs, and Brown, if Lamb, if, you know, it just, it just depends, obviously, but Lamb and Godwin are both capable of very big weeks, so if they both hit... Um, I've got the firepower to do it. I'm not saying this is impossible. Um, but the holes at the running back two and tight end position just feel so glaring right now. Um, if Mitchell doesn't play. Um, and Jack, I, was, I almost said it earlier, but I drafted. I drafted the number three, number four, and number six running backs on the year. I drafted three running backs. I took James Conner in the eighth round. So I drafted three running backs in the first eight rounds. And they, through the regular season, ended up being the three, four, and six on the year. Um, and I currently have one stack. of them. <clears throat> That's quite the stack. Isn't that insane? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that really is. Tommy... Trick Quivia, well, wow. Trick <laughs> Quivia is what I just said. I was trying to say quick trivia, and I just hit you with the Trick Quivia. That should be on a t-shirt. Trick Quivia. Um, quick trivia question, Tommy. And this is from Yahoo. This is sourced from Yahoo Sports. Uh, Matt Harmon on Yahoo on Yahoo Sports. Great Twitter follow. Who do you think is the? Uh, I'll ask you. Let's go posit one, you know, one position at a time. Who do you think is the wide receiver that's on the most fantasy playoff rosters? Wide receiver that's on the most fantasy playoff rosters. Yes. Well, the obvious answer would be Cooper Cup. You are um, correct. Thank you. Okay. Who do you think is the running back on the most fantasy playoff rosters? <laughs> I mean, that one feels like Jonathan Taylor. Very um, correct. Um, <laughs> Who is the wide receiver two? I don't think you'll get this one. Wide receiver two. So what is that? 
this player is on 78% of, of fantasy playoffs, according to Yahoo Sports. Oh, okay, okay. He's on 70%. Okay, I see, I see. It's the, it's the wide receiver that is on the second most number of playoff teams. Yes, yeah. Um, um, yeah, not the, not the most common wide receiver, too. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Justin Jefferson? No, but great guess. He is the third wide receiver. So, would it, oh, is it Debo? It is Debo. I would have never guessed Debo. Debo's um, number, yeah. Debo's number two uh, on the season, Jack. I didn't. I didn't realize that. I mean, I know he had some monster games. I just thought he had enough down weeks to level him out. Um, yeah. No, he missed, and and that's with him missing one week this year. Um, so he's missed one week, and yeah, he's. I mean, Cooper Cup has created a six thousand point gap between him and Debo at number two, and then it's very very close after that with like the top six. Fun fact. There are no quarterbacks and no tight ends in the top ten for players on the most fantasy playoff rosters. So that you're not makes, seeing, yeah, yeah, that that's makes a, sense. That's a proof point for the wide receiver running back draft strategy. However, yeah. can you name the in the number nine spot? Um, there is a. It's either a kicker or a defense. I won't tell you which. Either a kicker or a defense in the number nine spot. Yeah. Oh, like over of everything of everyone. Well, it's not points; it's just players on the most fantasy pl- playoff sure. rosters. Is it? Is it? Um, it can't be a kicker. Uh, <laughs> is it New England? It is. It is Bill Belichick's New England defense on seventy-one percent of fantasy playoff rosters. So, just some trick quivia for you. That was interesting. <laughs> um, Back to you, Jack. Um, I'll throw back a tr- trick quivia to you. Um, do you have? Uh, I guess I'll, I'll phrase it this way. So I saw this on Twitter, and I noticed that this player had uh, had done really well um, second half of the year. I believe it's. Oh man, no, I can't remember. It might be since week eight. Um, who do you think the number three wide receiver is since, like, week eight? Man, mine was a lot easier than yours. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, yours was a lot easier than mine. Um, <laughs> you're not supposed to guess it, is the point. Great. Um, Great. Adam Thielen. No, Hunter Renfro. Wow. Yep. Nope. And number 67, I believe, since week eight is uh, DK Metcalf. Yeah, did you see that? I see I, I saw it on Twitter. I just I had forgotten the Hunter Renfro part, but I did <clears> see <throat> that DK Metcalf was And Hunter Renfro Jack is wide receiver thirteen on the season. Just behind wow. C D Lamb. Wow. He's been insane. Good, Good for He's Hunter. He's been insane. Yeah. Um so Jack um yeah I guess back to mine. Let's move on. It's a battle of the brothers. I mean, battle of the brothers. As I mentioned, as I mentioned, Joe Mixon is running back three on the year. Jack, very proud of that draft pick in round two. Took him over Travis Kelsey, which, you know, I got some. I I, my my name was Travis Kelsey pick number eight, so it made sense when I got crap for not taking Travis Kelsey with either of my first two picks. But uh, I'm definitely happy I didn't. Um, And yeah, it's listen. 
Louis got a little PTSD because in 2019, Jack, that was Lamar Jackson's rookie year. You remember Louis had him. His team, you probably don't remember this, was 12-1 and in the regular season and averaged an insane 14,500 points per week through the first 13 weeks. And Dad, as the 5-8 and eight, eight seed, averaging 12,000 points per week, beat Louis in the first week of the playoffs. Um, so Louis, of course, is of the mindset that he is definitely going to put up a bad week somehow, some way, and I'm going to beat him. Um, but as you said, you did pick me, which was I was surprised by. I took Louis. Um, his team just feels bulletproof. And I know he's had a couple down weeks, but just the chances of it being a down week feel very small. Um, and right now, I don't think my team can put up what it needs to to take him down. So um, I will take Louie. I think he moves on to the semis. You've got nothing to lose, Tommy. Uh, that, so, so if, history, that's, if history tells you anything, Louis will collapse. So. Yeah. Um, and I did want to say that. It, it's kind of a nice feeling where, like, I made it to the playoffs, which, like, I get is, is an accomplishment and does feel good. Um, now, if I lose, I know that I was always probably going to lose to Louie anyway. So getting it out of the way early, it's whatever. Um, but I, I feel less pressure not going up against someone that I feel I'm more capable of beating. Um, cause it would be, feel even worse to lose and to put up a bad week or whatever. So, um, but yeah, uh, I was going to say something else, but now I don't remember what I was going to say. Um, so I guess we'll move on unless you have anything further on that matchup. I'll be rooting for you. I think, uh, yeah, like I said, go in there with pride, head held high, eight seed against the one seed, David versus Goliath, big bro versus little bro. Prove him wrong. Thank you, Jack. And, uh, yeah, having said all that, um, my guys will be ready to go, and uh, we're really liking our chances of pulling off the impossible this week. Uh, Jack, next matchup, we've got two teams that are very capable of putting up massive point totals. The favorite in this matchup has to be Kyle at the two seed, though he is going against Greg in the seven seed. And Greg, while he's put up massive weeks less frequently than Kyle, his team has more than proven that they are capable of a really huge week. So it's a bit of a scary matchup for Kyle in that sense. Um, While I'm sure he's got the utmost confidence, he's had a very high-scoring team, uh, second-highest-scoring team in the league this year. Uh, But, yeah, there's there's always that chance that Greg's team can explode. I mean, Jack, Devontae Adams, um, sorry about that little ding, very popular here, just got a a text from uh, J.R. Schefter, actually. So, um, Jack, I'm assuming you got it as well. I don't know if you want to... Um, break that here in a second, but um, Jake Devontae Adams went off for 29-10. Uh, I knew it was going to be a big week for him against the Bears. Um, he's a boom candidate this week against Minnesota. Jamar Chase, Jack, he had another big week. Fournette has just been amazing. Mark Andrews, Jack, is now the tight end one on the season. He, sur- he has surpassed Travis Kelsey, another bad week for Travis Kelsey. Um, so Mark Andrews, tight end, one on the year, Jack. Uh, the only thing here for Greg, it looks like he's he's put Joe Burrow into that starting starting QB spot. Um, not sure what the latest is on Lamar Jackson, but he did not practice today. So um, there's a chance he misses the game next Sunday. 
Um, Jack, take a look at Kyle's team. Um, he's got some injury slash COVID issues going on on his roster. Do uh, you have any concerns uh, for him, or you think it's going to be business as usual? He'll bounce back uh, and and be able to take Greg down. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I did. Uh, I, I did obviously, as you can see in the sheet, I did choose Kyle this week. So I'd love to hear what what made you side with Greg in this matchup, but. Yeah, I mean, we saw Matt Stafford have the best game of, of his season uh, this this recent week. So I see him doubling down on that against Seattle. I see Matty Stafford scoring 2,500, close to 3,000. Corderell Patterson has been a nuclear missile in fantasy football this season. And Tyreek Hill, Tyreek the Freak, is still a freak, even on Thursdays. You could see Kyle get off to a really big lead and the Thursday night game with both Tyreek Hill and Austin Eckler going. If Austin Eckler doesn't play, that'll be an issue for Kyle. Um, that yeah, I that'd think be a big issue. To, that I think he has the depth to overcome if he, if he. Uh, well, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, not if he not if not, Gaskin he can't go. Depth. Yeah, correct. So that's that could be big. Although I do think Eckler will play. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if he gets any. I'm assuming he won't practice. Um, yeah, I guess they play tomorrow, and he did not practice today. Um, oh, he practiced on a limited basis. Um, so he's probably going to play, um, which will be very necessary because, yeah, it, it's looking like Miles Gaskin won't. Um, he can be, he could be back, but he's going to have to, I think, two negative tests, right, uh, before he can make it back. Um, any concerns... Jake, Kyle's got A.J. Green in because McLaurin uh, got a concussion last week. Um, he hasn't practiced yet, so I guess we'll see. Um, I assume Kyle will put him in if he is good to go. Uh, but, Jack, yeah, I think the the reason I think Greg can pull this off is because of what I just mentioned. You know, he, he had an over 20,000-point week earlier this year. Um, he's had a lot of down weeks Um but when his team is good, it's very good. Um, like I said, they put up 14,500 with basically without a quarterback last week. Um, so I think you can, you can maybe not expect, but it's a good possibility that, um, uh, and I'm sorry, De, De, what am I looking at? Devontae Adams plays um, Baltimore. I think I mentioned they played uh, Minnesota, but I was looking at Darnell Mooney. Um, Anyway, uh, Devontae Adams, I think you can expect to have a big week against Baltimore. Uh, their defense hasn't been that great. Jamar Chase, I think he backs it up with another big week. Look for Leonard Fournette to continue. Uh, I think, actually, Antonio Gibson bounces back. He had a, a terrible week. Um, like I said, Baltimore should have to throw a lot against Green Bay. I expect Green Bay to be able to score against them. So you, you should be looking at Andrews having another big game. Uh, Devontae Parker and his flex, it's a bit of a wild card. He's got a decent floor, uh, not much of a ceiling, so... Um, and I think it looks like Greg sticking with Kansas city, uh, Thursday night against, uh, the chargers, Jack shout out to Greg. He streamed Kansas city's defense after you dropped them. Um, and it's one of the best defensive streams of the year, uh, putting up 2,700 against the, the Raiders, uh, that's back to back 2000 plus point performances. Um, they've been kind of on fire um they had a really good week against dallas and against green bay although that was without aaron Rodgers. but um 
Jack, thoughts on Kansas City's defense, if you think they can pull off another big one uh, on the road on a short week. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just think I think Greg uh, Greg's team goes off again, and uh, we see him sneaking into the semis uh, to be at the Final Four. I am the world's worst predictor of defenses, but I, I don't know. It's... I don't love that Kansas City matchup against the Chargers on Thursday. So, I uh, that along with I really like the Bengals matchup against the Broncos. I mean, I I could see I could see that being a matchup, uh, the the defense matchup where the, where Kyle has the edge there. But then I look up at the kickers, and of course Harrison Butker gets the edge over Greg Joseph. So, well, Jack, look at Kyle's bench. Um... I w- you would have to assume he's going to play Arizona against Detroit, no? I mean, that feels like yeah, a really good matchup. Yeah, I mean, he must be playing coy here, having Cincinnati and <clears throat> keeping his cards close to his chest. Um, you know, I tend to trust the coach's report. If, if, if he's saying that he's got Cincinnati in there, I'm going with that report. Actually, that's so funny, Tommy. The, you remember the tweet you mentioned earlier or the text we got from Jared Schefter? Check your phone. Mm-hmm. Jared Schefter is reporting that, no that way. Uh, play he was read is rumored to be starting Arizona this week in their defensive <laughs> position. Wow. That is wow. News. Despite what we see in the starting roster, uh, it looks like Cincinnati might be benched for Arizona. Tommy, it sounds like you think that's the right decision. Yeah, I I would have to agree, Jack. Detroit is in shambles right now. Uh, Jared Goff has been bad all year. DeAndre Swift is might be back, but it's probably going to sit. It looks like Hawkinson's going to sit too. I think Jamal Williams will still be out. Um, oh yeah, Jack. Funny story. I started a running back that had zero points last week because uh, there was a report that the Lions were going to lean on Jamar Jefferson, and then uh, he didn't touch the ball once in that game. Um, anyway. I would think Arizona coming off a loss um, would definitely uh, be able to smack uh, the Lions, uh, even though. And then actually, Arizona's played better on the road, so I do think it. Uh, I do think it would be the best play for Kyle. But you're right, Cincinnati against Denver. Uh, Cincinnati's defense has been making some plays, uh, so two good options for Kyle. Um, but yeah, I to your point, Jack. Kyle could significantly win the QB matchup, uh, which would make me worry for Greg uh, because Kyle does have a lot of firepower on his team. Um, and uh, I think Greg will need to win the quarterback matchup if, uh, if he's going to want a shot. But, Jake, they're both projected for high scores. It should be a really fun matchup. Um, not fun for them because they'll be nervous, but uh, I'm really excited to, uh, to see them duke it out. Anything else before we move on, Jack? No, I think I'm excited for the matchup. You, you're going for Greg. I'm going for Kyle. We'll see who, who goes on to the semifinals. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Jack, next matchup is hard for me to talk about. It's Pete versus Anna. And uh, I was really looking forward to this matchup. Um, I think it's two teams that have underperformed a little bit throughout the year. They both were able to uh, – well, Pete was able to kind of just coast into the playoffs. Anna absolutely clawed her way back into the playoff picture with four straight wins to end the season. Her team was really coming alive. 
And Jack, news broke today that DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss the rest of the regular season uh, with a sprained knee. And uh, it really just handicaps Anna's team. Uh, it, it Her ceiling is just not what it is when DeAndre Hopkins is in her lineup. Um, and it makes me fear that she will not have enough to match up with Pete's team, which has been playing really, really well recently, putting up 15,500 last week. He absolutely nailed his defensive stream, although it wasn't a tough decision, um, but he, he did nail his defensive stream of Tennessee against Houston. Um, Jack, Javante Williams has been playing really well for Pete, uh, although Melvin Gordon is back. The shared backfield seems to be fine. Javante Williams is still getting plenty of touches. Aaron Jones... Always, always a threat for a massive week, uh, but also always a threat to have a really bad week. Um, Deontay Johnson has been so consistent and so good. Waddle's coming along strong. We talked about that. The only like holes I see in Pete's lineup is Julio Jones is obviously a dangerous play. Uh, and uh, with Odell Beckham on the COVID list, who Odell Beckham has been pretty darn good since getting to L.A., um, with him possibly out. The other thing, the other kind of sort of question mark about Pete's team, Jack, is the Sony Michelle, Daryl Henderson uh, aspect of things where Henderson's out with COVID right now. TBD on if he plays. I think Pete should be hoping he doesn't so that Sony Michelle is the workhorse because I think if he comes back, it'll be a bit of a timeshare. Your thoughts on that situation and Jack, um, talk to me about what Anna's team is still capable of despite DeAndre Hopkins being out. Absolutely. Well, first off, I just want to congratulate Anna's team for making the playoffs. People counted out the Arizona Cardinals. They thought, that's not a team. Arizona is not a place. That doesn't sound... Wait a second. That sounds like a... Are they copying the Arizona Cardinals? A lot of people on the forums were confused. But she said, no, this is real. This is me. I am the Arizona Cardinals. And she stood up for herself. And that takes a lot of guts. And she she fought her way into the playoffs. So to answer your question, I mean, yes, that is why I chose Anna to to win this matchup. Wasn't surprised to see you choose Pete um, with all the history this season of the the meetings, the, the to and froms uh, from from. Pete's gondola and, and Henry's gondola. But here's what I'll say. Rest of season. My two favorite phrases. Here's what I'll say rest of season. Kyler Murray's a stud. An absolute stud. So I see him putting up some really cute numbers. The problem is Tom Brady's going to put up big numbers too. So Anna's not going to win the matchup at the quarterback position. That's good. But, but I do think that that's going to be a fun a fun quarterback matchup to watch. Tommy, even if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play, I think Anna has the depth to prevail. Um, I, I, I really think that in a pinch, Naeem Hines, while you don't love playing him, he can be played. And if I know anything about Naeem, he shows up when you need him. So while he hasn't, had a lot of big win- big wins this season. You know, week nine, he had 1980. In week three, he had 1640. In week one, he had 1148. Week 13, even, 858. I mean, I'm just saying 
as a Naeem Hines guy, I think I'd give him the chance this week. Take it or leave it. My team missed the playoffs, so maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I traded her George Kittle, and he is going to help propel Anna to a victory. George Kittle is way more impressive than Noah Fant is. It's not even close. Um, Tommy, like I said, I'm not surprised you chose Pete, but outside of you know Kyler Murray, of course, Mike Evans, of course, George Kittle, of course, Saquon Barkley, of course, what scares you about Anna's team? Even though you chose Peter, I'm sure you're a little bit on edge. Definitely on edge. I mean, Anna's team has shown uh, they can get it done even without Hopkins in the in the starting lineup. Um, so with him out, uh, there's still plenty of guys on her team that can that can put up big weeks. You mentioned George Kittle. I think it starts with George Kittle. She should handily win that tight end matchup, which will be good for her. And then the other, I think the other biggest thing, Jack, is the Tom Brady Mike Evans dynamic, where Tom Brady is going to have a good game. He's going to have a good game. He'll probably throw for three or four touchdowns. Now, what Anna needs to happen, or what would be really good for Anna, is if it's a big Mike Evans, like multi touchdown game, where he outscores Tom Brady, which is possible because it has happened. Um, Mike Evans, he's a he can boom, um, and it's been. Not as much this year, but his highs, 2860 and 2630, uh, I think if she gets a game like that from Mike Evans, uh, it'll cancel out anything Tom Brady does and uh, give her a much better chance of pulling this off. Um, she's going to need Saquon Barkley to be big as well, Jack. Um, he's been really pulling, uh, getting it together here, had his best week of the year, or since since going down with injury, his best week since he came back, 1700, got in the end zone. Divisional game against Dallas. Dallas's defense has been very good, um, so hopefully he can he can get some cheap points um, in the screen game um, and build up those receptions and and, and yardage totals. Because uh, I don't know if the Giants are going to be scoring much against Dallas. Um, and then Jack, I think she has a really good chance of winning the kicker and defense uh, matchup here. Green Bay's defense has been really solid. Uh, a lot will depend on if Lamar Jackson can go, but if he can't, uh, Green Bay's defense could have a field day. Um, and then Nick Folk has been pretty brilliant uh, this year. A uh, lot of huge weeks, 2,100 two weeks ago, 1,600 the week before that. Uh, so he's a big boomer bust guy as well. I look for him to boom uh, this week uh, against the Colts on Saturday night, prime time, baby. Um, but, yeah. I, th- I still think it'll be a good matchup, um, and a lot of uh, how good Anna's team can be this week is going to hinge on if uh, Carter, her her tried and true DeAndre Carter, if he can uh, find the end zone, and then um, depends on who she goes with at flex, right? She's got Kendrick Bourne as an option, who's a big boomer bust guy. Naeem Hines could be a decent option, actually. Uh, you got to figure, like I said, New England's probably going to try and stop the run game, and Indianapolis might be playing from behind. It could be more minutes, more snaps, uh, more touches for Naeem Hines this week. So she's got a couple decent options at her flex. I know she's going to keep rolling with DeAndre Carter, even though Yahoo would not suggest she should. Uh, he's gotten it done not the last two weeks, but basically four weeks before that um, he'd been getting it done. So um, 
Yeah, I, it should be a good matchup. I just think I worry that uh, – and I say I worry because, let's be honest, Jack, Pete, first year in the league, nobody wants him to win. I mean, that's not a good look for the rest of us. Um, it would certainly be a bold entrance and and would would make us as the non-new members have to take a good look in the mirror and say, what are you worth, boy? I wish Pete the best, though. I mean, I, I, I think I, I – while well, I chose Anna, and I think it's pretty obvious based on analysis that she will get the W this week, I wouldn't be surprised if Pete wins. And I, I do just have to address or ask you to address – you skirt around it when I bring it up, but any comments on on the recurring uh, what is now being called Henry Gate? Um. Sorry, Jake. I lost concentration there. Um, I believe I said it was Pete's first year in the league, which obviously isn't true. Um, it's his his second year in the league, um, which we both knew, and uh, I just misspoke there, obviously. But uh, it still would not be a great look for this league if he was able. Newest. To... I think the the point is he's the newest. Yeah, yeah. That was really the main point there. He's super new. And, I wouldn't get uh, caught up in the nuances of, of what we were saying. Just just focus yeah. on the protein, the substance. <laughs> um, and then could you repeat your question vis-a-vis the Henry scandal? It's pretty straightforward. Do you have any comments regarding Henry Gate? <laughs> oh, um, no. I mean, Jack, while the uh, – this – listen. As I've said before, there's a ton of moving parts. Right, so you've got constantly things shifting, um, and as the investigation is ongoing, I'm not really at liberty to discuss much wow, more that's, than that's what I've already original. said. <laughs> okay, yeah, I haven't heard that before. I mean, no, it's very, you know, humble. It's like you know, it's corporate BS. But that being said, I really should not comment. All right, on, to the on, next on an ongoing I mean. investigation. Um, Jack, the final matchup. It's the final matchup. Yeah, yeah. All right. Jack. <laughs> I think, to be honest, Jake, I think this is the matchup I'm, and this is going to be, well, this is rude to say, but I was going to say it's the one I'm least excited for. That's um, rude. But I don't want to be, be rude. rude. Um, it's it's the matchup I'm fourth most excited about this week. There we go. Um, it's in the semifinals think, for the matchups you're excited about. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, Jack, Dad's team we had talked about was really just abysmal since he had lost Derrick Henry, but they out of nowhere put up a 15,000-point performance last week against Louie. The matchup was meaningless. Louie was locked into the one seed, and Dad was locked into the five seed. However, 15,000 from Dad's team is not something I ever thought was possible. Um, 
but he got a massive game from Josh Allen, good game from Cooper. Brandon Ayuk found the end zone. Singletary even got it done. Michael Gallup had a fine game. Renfro was huge. Prater was huge. Um, so I think that gives Dad some hope. He's got a Miles Sanders is hopefully going to be back for him. Um, and I, even right now, Robert Sala is saying Michael Carter will be back and playing against Miami. So he's going to have running back options. Um, he doesn't really have any wide receiver depth. Uh, he's got the four guys he's got um, and nobody on his bench. Uh, so he's going with the lineup he's got. Do you think it's possible for Dad to put up a big performance in back-to-back weeks after his team had done absolutely nothing for, like, the previous five weeks or whatever? Um, I actually haven't checked the docket yet. Who did you choose in this one? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I think it's funny you say you're the least excited about this matchup. It, no, no, no. I'm fourth most excited. Sorry. That's what I meant to say. I mean, this is the 4-5 matchup. This should really be the juiciest matchup of the week. So I, 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 think, I think the part of it is the winner of this will play Louie. And in my mind, Louie's going to make it to the championship. So it's kind of like... Whoever wins gets a shot at the semifinal, but I don't really see them going further. Yeah, well, not uh, most people who have critical thinking skills have not put Louis straight to the championship because the guy relentlessly loses in the playoffs. I mean, relentlessly. Hey, but mo- but most recently he ma- he had a championship game run. He made it to the finals. So did Joe Flacco. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it, it can happen once, but that doesn't mean you're a winner. Here's here's the thing, Tommy. I think this could potentially be the closest matchup of the week. I have to take Dan for one reason and one reason only. Cooper Cup. I'm not going to make that same mistake again. I'm not not picking Cooper Cup. I've addressed that before. So in this matchup, I'm picking Cooper Cup, and that's the singular reason. I think... Dan will win this matchup because of Cooper Cup. That being said, you don't love Dan having to start Russell Wilson, who's been, for lack of a better term, terrible. I mean, that's unfair, but like I guess for fantasy, he's been in the 1700 to 2000 range, but he's not the Russell Wilson you know and love, so I wouldn't say that he's going to be able to carry... You know, especially going up against Josh Allen, that's not going to be the difference. So uh, it really has to come on the hands of Cooper Cup and on the thighs of James Robinson. You know what I love, Tommy? Looking at Dan's matchup, the only thing you really needed to see, you didn't even have to check the sheet to know who I'm choosing this week because Dan's starting Rashad Penny. And you know more than anyone that I'm a Rashad Penny truther. I was yeah, I sure, early I, on him, but yeah, 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 for sure. And and uh, to to be clear, this is not going to be, you know, a breakout for Rashad Penny's career that we're seeing. Um, though I do think he's got a really good shot at having a good week. Um, I think Pete Carroll is going to feed him uh, and feature him. I wonder if they're going to be able to get anything going on the ground against the Rams. And to your point about Russell Wilson, I would find that find it surprising if he could have a really big week against the Rams defense that just looked really good against the Cardinals. Um, 
Yeah, for for dad and really we should find different names for them because we can't we can't say dad and dan. So, um let's call one Spike. May the best no, may the best dad win. <laughs> may the best dad win. Okay. All right. <laughs> Will it be Dan or Dad? Put in your Spike vote for the best and dad. Felix. Spike and Felix. So for Felix, Jack, I think what scares me most is that Da has Cooper Cup, which you which you highlighted, and then Christian Kirk should be the wide receiver one, either one A or one B, depending on what kind of game AJ Green has. But with Hopkins out, uh, Kirk should see some targets. Robinson is a very talented running back, and that matchup, easy matchup against Houston, does scare me. Um, if I'm dad, but like you mentioned, Josh Allen should be able to outscore Russell Wilson. It is an absolute must win for Buffalo at home against Carolina. He's got a foot sprain. Hopefully it's minor and it won't really affect him much. We might see him run less, but he'll still be able to sling it from the pocket. Uh, and for dad, I think a key thing is going to be, uh, Hunter Renfro staying in the flames, um, I I love his loss his Rams pickup against Seattle at home. Um, I think he was going to go with Cleveland, but Cleveland is absolutely ravaged with COVID right now. Um, feels like they've got at least like a dozen players that are on the list right now. Um, the NFL Jack, seems Kyle, to be struggling with that in general, but yeah, yes, particularly NBA, NBA as well. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I guess maybe just the planet. Yeah, yeah, and you know, yeah, you see it a lot in the world as well, um, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, Jake Kyle Pitts has been a colossal disappointment. I for was going to say, I was going to bring up the tight end matchup. You'd love to see Dad get a playoff win on the shoulders of Kyle Pitts after a yeah. season of disappointment. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of crazy. Um, that would be actually kind of funny. Um, but having said that, Jake, I would absolutely pick Fryermuth to win that matchup. Um, I think he's got just got a much better shot at finding the end zone um, than, than Pitts does, because Pitts really hasn't found the end zone at all this year. Um, I'm guessing you chose uh, Dad, not to be confused with Dan, the Battle of the Daz. I'm guessing you chose Dad because you're predicting, wow, okay, I, I hadn't looked at your singular player rankings. You're predicting Amari Cooper for a 5,500-point 5, week? That's yeah, massive. I, I think I think he sets some NFL records uh, this week, Jack. I expect Amari Cooper to find the end zone five times. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be on the back of fifteen catches. Um, and for are uh, the are the Cowboys going to break a scoring record? Because I see you also have Michael Gallup predicted for forty four hundred points. <laughs> That is a bold prediction. I mean, I, yeah, you're the numbers well, guy. I, I trust so, it, but yeah, Gallup's going to see a lot of targets. I expect 15 to 20 catches from him. Um, Jack, it's going to be historic things. Obviously, that means Dak wow. uh, is going to have an absolutely insane game. I expect. Um, well, a few of them are going to be on the ground for Michael Gallup. Probably a few end arounds is, is what we're we're banking on. Um, sure, sure, sure. But Dak, I think, goes for 600 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, and wow! So, 
Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I'm if surprised that's the case, my DAC number surprises you when I already had <laughs> one wide receiver I, going for 5,500 and yeah. the other going for 4,400, right. and we haven't even talked about C.D. Lamb yet. Sure. I guess I just hadn't. Yeah, I hadn't run the numbers. So, Dad's going to win the wide receiver matchup. Dan's going to win the running back matchup. Dan's going to win the tight end matchup. Dad's going to win the flex matchup. This thing could come down to quarterback, kicker, defense. I mean, a tale as old as time. But what do you what do you think about the the kicker matchup and the defense matchup? I would say the edge goes to Dan, not to be confused with Dad. Um, <laughs> he's got Buffalo, like I mentioned, at home against Carolina, which. Cam hasn't looked great. Um, I don't know if they're going to go with Cam or P.J. Walker, but either way, I think Buffalo should be able to tee off on either of those quarterbacks. And like I said, must win. They should be playing really hard. I mean, it's it's the same situation for the Rams, uh, but I trust Russell Wilson um, to get more done against the Rams than I do either of those quarterbacks against the Bills. So um, give the edge to Dan. Uh, kicker, I think, is a toss-up, Jack. I mean, it always is a toss-up. You've got two very capable kickers. Um, I think Matt Prater is a better kicker than Matt Gay. So I'll give Dad the edge at the kicker and spot. Why is, why is that? I mean, if they're both Matt's, just curious if there's if there's something else you're looking at in, in terms of the comparison. <laughs> that, is, that is such a loaded question. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm just saying, you you know, the kicker matchup, Matt Gay versus Matt Prater. I'm assuming you didn't choose Matt Prater because his name is Matt. <laughs> right, so, right. Um, I know, don't just often... Matt Gay's name is also Matt. Right. But was it the Prater over the Gay or... <laughs> no. Jake, I actually don't usually base any of my analysis on the players' names. Um, Fair enough. Okay. I don't know what goes into the algorithm. I, th- I, th- I think Prater is a better kicker from distance than Gay is. And so I give I give the kicker edge to Prater. Fair enough. Uh, Tommy, these are not from J.R. Schefter, so they're pretty unsubstantive reports. Um, but we are seeing reports from uh, a few beat writers uh, around Dan's locker room that Zach Ertz has been arguing openly <laughs> with the coaching staff vying for a starting spot in the playoffs this weekend. Do you think there's any chance that Dan starts Zach Ertz over Pat Fryermuth? I would say there's, there's certainly a chance. Um, it just, it's kind of, to me, it seems like a situation of what have you done for me lately? Um, and since their week 12 bye, Jack, it's been two disappointing weeks for Zach Ertz. Um, now, there's the question with Hopkins out. Will Ertz see more targets? Um, Arizona's offense is good. Uh, they've got a really easy matchup against Detroit. Um, so there is something there. I mean, listen, maybe Zach Ertz, if he, if he stays benched, he'll, to prove a point, he'll, he'll go off and, and put up a, his best week of the year. So it's, I think it's something you've got to consider, consider if you're the uh, manager of this roster. Um, Jack, hopefully for Dan's sake, Keenan Allen is back and able to play Thursday. I know he was um, he participated in Wednesday's practice, so it's looking like he's good to go. Um, hopefully, I mean, 
I don't know how you continue to play Kenny Galladay. Uh, but I, I, Josh Reynolds is a better option than Kenny Galladay in your flex if you're Dan, I think. But, I mean, that's a, that's two choices that I don't want to choose either of them. So, uh this would be a this would be a rare situation where uh, if we had a true flex, Dan may, might put Zach Ertz in the flex spot. Absolutely, absolutely. And Jack, I'm just going to come out and say it. We we're going to do. We should. We need to have a true flex. I think. I think we got to have a true flex um, <laughs> because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. One thing that people have complained about this year is a sh- much more shallow pool of players, um, because because, of the bench spot. because there's an extra bench spot. Yes. yes. So just get rid of the extra bench. No, because we're not going to do that. So <laughs> the other option is to make it a true flex so that more players are available to put in that position. I um, love it. I'm on board. I'll follow you into the dark. Captain, my captain. Any bench decisions you see on on Dad, not Dan's side of the ball? Any start sit? Yeah, I I, I do see. Um, so, and I think it'll just depend on health. Uh, Miles Sanders, if he's full goal for Sunday, Dad's going to play him, so he'll be his running back one, and then Dad will have a choice between. Devin Singletary and Royce Freeman. Um, and I don't really know. It's a nice matchup against Jacksonville. Uh, Burkhead's going to be out, so it should be Royce Freeman and David Johnson splitting work. Houston sucks. So I don't know. Do you go with the better offense, Devin Singletary and the better offense? I would say probably, but that's a decision Dad will have to make. Um because I, I think I think flex I mean everything else stays the way it is for dad um, the four wide receivers that he's got with uh, including Renfro and his flex are all better options than those those um, running back choices so um, yeah I think just the, the running back two spot um, oh and there's a chance that Michael Carter's back like I said so dad's got to make a decision on if he <laughs> is active does Any he trust chance? Michael Carter in true dad form, in you know, gearing up for the playoffs, making sure he's got the depth he needs. He's got three defenses on his team. Any chance that he plays Cleveland or Seattle over Los Angeles? Um, no, no chance he plays Seattle. I can I can tell you that this is just off a hunch. He's picked up Seattle for their matchups against Chicago and Detroit in week sixteen and seventeen. Um, like I said, I think he was going to play Cleveland Saturday against the the Raiders, but they, like I said, they're dealing with a lot of stuff right now, so I think he feels a little scout. Oh, someone's, a little sketchy. Someone's overconfident planning for the future weeks. Okay, go for it, but you're right. That's probably what he's doing, but I don't know. Got to have a win-now mentality to make it through the playoffs, in my opinion. Sure, 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 sure. Um but there, you know, to a point, it might not affect his chances this week much to have Seattle on his bench uh, for next week. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell and Royce Freeman certainly aren't doing much, so it's fair. Jack, you said you were picking Dan, right? Because Correct. Because you, you would not not pick Cooper Cup again. Correct. Um, 
What's good for Dan is that he'll actually. I don't know what I was thinking, Jack. He's got he's got Damian Harris on his bench, and you absolutely play Damian Harris over. Um, if he like if he's going to play Rashad Penny, you I think you could put Damian. Yeah, if in he's your, in, because in isn't he his hamstring is. Yeah, still. yeah. I was thinking um, over the bye week he would have had enough time to get healthy. He did practice in a limited uh, capacity on Wednesday. That usually means like that you're on track uh, to play. Um, so we'll see. A couple decisions to make for Dan. A couple decisions to make for Dad. Um, they, I mean, like I said, Dad. I didn't know they had the the uh, capability of putting up a boom week, but they proved it last week. Dan's team has proved it throughout the year. Cooper Cup, hands down, easily the best wide receiver on the year. Um, so both teams got a shot. I do think you're right, Jack. Um, this could be the closest matchup. Uh, I think it'll be more high scoring than uh, certainly than what Yahoo is predicting currently. Um, and uh, but I think Dad takes this one. Dad has proven for whatever reason when he he squeezes his way into the playoffs. And then he usually does um, some work in the playoffs. I mean, Dad's made, I believe, three championships. Um, and he won a championship as, I, I think, as the eighth seed. Um, or maybe it was, he definitely played me in the championship in 2019 as the eighth seed. Um, that was the year he took down Louie in round one. Um, so his team finds a way to get it done in the playoffs. He's a vet, you know. He's been in the league as long as anyone, Jack. He was a co-founder back in the 03 season when it was just the six of us. Um, so he knows how to get it done. I got no doubt that uh, his players are going to show up, show out, and uh, could be a tough loss for Dan this week uh, after putting up some big numbers. Woo, Jack. Very exciting stuff. Um, thank you for for talking with me, even though you have been – technically eliminated you are eliminated in practice but in our hearts you are still very much alive and well um and uh yeah so the bottom four jack they get a bye this week and then but they everybody should be gearing up for their week 15 matchups although yahoo will not support it and will not show the matchups we will talk about the matchups in our hearts and in our podcast we're not actually gonna, but if they want to have some fun, they could pretend to play against another bottom four team and see who wins. <laughs> but you better believe we won't mention it at all. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, cheers. I think we talked pretty in depth about everyone. Um, Jake, there's. I just. <clears throat> I think there's a good number of teams that have a legitimate shot this year. Um, I think you got to still still point to Louie as the favorite. Um, of course and you do. With, you know, and maybe I, I, I'm probably jinxing it. Um, I know Louie truly in his heart, like, actually believes and is to almost to a point that he's certain that I will beat him this week. Um and I don't blame him for that. Um, I did, and this you'll, I'll be. This is ragging on Louis a little bit, Jack. So you'll enjoy this. Um, Great, Louis. Love that. Louis. Louis has been the two seed. The two seed is really his unlucky seed. He's been the two seed five times, with three first round 
playoff exits. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You're, um, I mean, you're drinking the hell out of him, but I love it. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's got the best team, uh, and hopefully for his sake, he can he can take me down this week. Uh, Jack, I I called Anna my my dark horse uh, heading into the playoffs. Um, that's why I'm so bummed about the DeAndre Hopkins pick for or injury for her. But you know her team's going to battle. Uh, do you have a dark horse favorite here? Who are you picking, and do, or do you not want to reveal your pick yet uh, for who you think is going to win the championship? I mean, I'm keeping it close to the chest, but uh, I I really do. Um, I like I like Kyle's odds. I think Kyle's got a really strong team. Um, I I'm confident Louis doesn't have it, but you know, could be Dan. Could be Kyle. Could be Anna. You know, um, I, I I just think if I had to play if I had to place bets, I'd say anyone. Well, this might sound harsh. This might come off the wrong way, but any team except you and Louie. <laughs> that does come off a little strong. Um, I'm very surprised. I know. <laughs> You really don't think you think with his track record, you just think there's no way he is able to manage his team to the championship. We've been here before. I mean, it's sure. like you're asking me if the Atlanta Hawks are going to make a run to the NBA championship. Like, yeah, they're the number one seed in the playoffs, but I'm not worried about them beating the Bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, that Atlanta team was so fake good. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> they were just you knew they were never going to beat a serious contender um, I mean you're, you're proof yeah exactly Jack I do really like Kyle's chances um, he's definitely got a great team but the scary part for him is I do think he's got a really good chance of losing this week just because of what Greg's team has proven they are capable of I mean he's got nothing but like his entire roster is full of players that can get you a really big week. Um, and that even includes Darnell Mooney, who's those, those haven't been super often, but they have happened this year. Um, so I, Greg's just got a lot of firepower. So it's a scary first round matchup for Kyle, but I do, I do think he's got a really good shot to pull this off. And, and Pete, his team is, seems to be hitting its stride at the right moment. Um, well, especially at, at especially with this being his first season in the league. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, very first season in the league is crazy for him to be uh, putting together a team like this. It's crazy that this is the only year he's been in our league. Um, right, and the last year he'll be in our league, <laughs> but a great one-year tenure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, you were a really good fill-in for this year, so we appreciate that. And that's um, your and that's your final decision for Greg auto drafting to kick Pete out. Yeah, <laughs> you're sure you're you've you've made the final call. Yeah, I think it makes the most sense. Yeah, okay. I think um, yeah. So you know, we'll. I think we kick Pete out, and then we give Greg a second team. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I think the league will be shocked by that, but um, I, I'll stand. <laughs> yeah, that you. is. There's gonna be. Yeah, I'll there's gonna be some you. blowback. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, just don't bail on me, okay? No, absolutely not. You want me to say it came from me? <laughs> <laughs> would you Would you mind? No, I mean it's not ideal, but I I, I can take the hit for sure. Okay. 
Um, I think optics wise, um, <laughs> I get that, it. That's that's gonna it. be our that's gonna be our best angle. Um, yep, I get it. But you you will have the full support of the organization behind you, and we, we will we'll, we're gonna back you up here, and yeah, you're you know you're gonna be you're gonna come out of this fine. We've got, like we've got you. Okay, well, <laughs> I wasn't too concerned until you said that. It sounds a little bit <laughs> like you're trying to pin this on me instead of have me deliver the message. No, 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 no. I'm just saying whatever blowback you get from relaying the message and, and saying it was your call, um, whatever blowback you get, we've got you. We've got your back. No I... worries. Like, you're good. Okay. No, I appreciate the you reaffirming that. I suppose I, I was already confident in that, but thank you. Um I don't see why you wouldn't since it was you know, entirely yeah, your decision. Right. <laughs> no, no, right. Like we're not gonna hang you out to dry, is what I'm saying. And you know, we're we're all one for all and all for one, you know, it's we're in this together. Um so you're you're good. You're gonna be fine. Um and we <laughs> got right. you. You need so, to stop saying you're gonna be fine and we've got you. <laughs> it's really okay. unsettling. Okay, okay, okay. Um, anyway, uh, with all that being said, Jack, I'm excited for my matchup against Louie. Um, I kind of just want to have a, like, just like a really bad week and then nothing I've done neither good nor bad vis-a-vis trading away some really good players. Hopefully none of that will have mattered. Um, if it's like, you know, excruciatingly close and like I would have won if I had kept Najee Harris type of deal, like that's, you know, obviously that's not going to feel great. Um, so, um, but enough about me, Jack. Thanks for this episode. Um, no, you've had a busy Thank week. You. you got a lot going on. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, uh, Poopclaw. And, yes, um, yes. And the pocket size. Like Jack said. Claw, please go to poopclaw.com backslash yep. let's talk. Buy six poop claws and get yourself a free pocket size poop claw. <laughs> um, yeah. No, we love we love the listeners. Thank you, Patreon followers. Thank you, uh, you know, Scott, Greg, Pete, Henry, Louie, Dan, Brian, Keith. Um, just the whole league. We really appreciate all you guys and uh, Justin, our producer, Anna, co-producer, uh, Case on Productions, Kyle, Scott, Jeff, Steve, Sibby, everyone uh, who's been supporting us. We can't thank you enough. Love you all. We'll be back next week with analysis on the semifinals. So looking forward to it. And Jack, actually, if our subscribers go to poopclaw.com slash let's talk by midnight uh, tomorrow night, so that would be Thursday night, Friday morning, if you go and purchase um, the Poopclaw by tomorrow at midnight, uh, we will receive the special holiday discount as well. Um, these are great gifts to give to family and friends. Um, so you will get the special holiday edition package. Um, you get four poop claws, 
two mini poop claws, um, and it's buy one, get one free uh, for a small price of $19.99. You get two holiday season poop claw boxes. Um, So that's before tonight at midnight. That's an amazing deal. Tomorrow night at midnight. Just to clarify... The, so you're talking the mini poop claw, which is different from the pocket size poop claw. Mini poop claw is, the, is their uh, that's their secondary model. Pocket size is more of a tertiary model, but the mini poop claw is great. It's a slightly smaller version of the poop claw. Less claws, less scary, less ouchy, more poop, more room for poop in the mini poop claw. Um, it's small. Uh, it has a little strap with it, so it's, it sort of looks like a handbag. Um, it's really stylish, really sleek. Uh, not quite pocket size, but just right. Sort of that Goldilocks poop claw, um, right, right in that sweet spot. So, thanks for bringing that up, Tommy. What a great holiday bundle deal. Um, so whether you're getting the six poop claws with a free pocket size poop claw, or the four poop claws with two mini poop claws and and a bundle for nineteen ninety nine, we really appreciate your support. And make sure to do it at poop claw backslash Let's Talk. <laughs> Poopclaw.com backslash let's talk. <laughs> Tommy, any All other right, Jack, spot, I think that... sponsors or final words? No, nope. Uh, we covered it. Um, Drink up. I've been drinking whiskey the whole time. I just didn't tell you guys. So hopefully you're drunk too. Um, day, morning, day, morning, day or night. Uh, hope you're drunk. Um <laughs> Jack. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Final code. I, I forgot. Uh, the holiday bundle, you mentioned the holiday bundle, Tommy. Was that the Christmas bundle? Because I think, and this might be a little early, but you guys have been so loyal as listeners. I'm going to release the New Year's bundle from Poop from uh, Poop Claw. And this is crazy. Um, we're the first podcast for them to give this new product to. Introducing the Pea Claw. Does your dog not just poop, but also pee? Do you ever need to carry it and you don't know where to put it? You ever wanted a pea claw? Well, introducing the pea claw. Same claws, little scary, little sharp, but they'll hold that pea for sure. Pea claw. Buy one today. $19.99 and get your free pocket size pea claw delivered two weeks later by a man named Greg. Cheers. And uh, pea claw, poop claw.com slash let's talk. Tommy. Last words, and we'll get out of here. Yeah, I think I would just say good luck to everyone this week. Tommy versus Louie, good luck. Kyle versus Greg, good luck. Anna versus Pete, good luck. Dan versus Dad, not to be confused with Dad versus Dan, good luck. Um, Wishing you all the best. I hope you make it to the semifinals if you don't. Well-fought season, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Jack, thank you so much. Um, Love you guys. Send us out. May the best team win. May the best dare win. And may the best. Let's talk fantasy football. Do, 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 do. 
da na 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 no 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 so no one told you you'd be picking up that poop but you have a claw no one told you your dog would pee right there thank god you've got a pee claw when your dog goes poop or pee you'll see that you can't just use your hands you need a claw so claw it with me oh poo claw pee claw dogs Cats and other animals, poo claw, pee claw, dogs, cats and other animals, poopclaw.com, backslash, let's talk, yeah. Really went for that. Uh, Would now be Jack. a, I, I am like so sorry. But could we could we stop and restart our audio? I think I think it's fine, but it's also just it's looking a little weird. So I want to just change one thing and then restart. It's fine. It's fine with me. Okay. Okay. Yep. Great. I'm gonna stop this recording. You you don't have to. Okay. It would be better if you did. Okay. Did you hear Craig dropped? Yeah. X camera, you good? X camera, you good? Stop recording. Can I ask two questions? Yes. Um, why does the poop claw have to be scary? <laughs> it's just a, it's a, it's part of the allure. That's that's one of the main things you pointed out about it. You say it's part of the allure, scary. but every time you mention it, you mention it as a negative because well, you're like well, you're like yeah, it's kind of scary, but it's also very effective. Well, no, it's just—I mean—it's a claw, so we're being transparent that it's—it's—it's it's, it's a little, it's, you know, it's spooky. <laughs> okay. Second question: Are you saying backslash just to piss me off? Because <laughs> you know it's just slash, right? Or if you want to be real specific, forward slash, but it's not backslash. <laughs> I mean, I was saying backslash less to piss you off and more to be absurd, but I'm thrilled to hear it's pissing you off. <laughs> All right. All right, those are my two things. Thanks. Great. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's stop. Stop recording. Yep.